Hey, it's Sean Fennessy, one of the hosts of the Prestige TV podcast. HBO's Barry is back for a fourth and final season. And that means I'll be back recapping the show with co-creator and star Bill Hader to dive deep on the themes, scenes, and major moments in the series. Bill will provide insight into how every episode was made and why it's ending. New Prestige TV Barry recaps will go live every Sunday night when the episode ends. So make sure you're subscribed to the Prestige TV podcast wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. With over 122 million parts, from superchargers and brakes to exhaust kits and beyond, eBay Motors levels your baby up to its peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. What if I told you you could get a big snack almost anywhere for less than five bucks? Let's talk 7-Eleven's $3 big meal deal with seven rewards. Big meal deal is a big bite hot dog and a large big gulp drink. And you won't find a better snack deal anywhere else. Here's what I put on my hot dog. Mustard. And that's it. That's it. I love a hot dog with mustard. Maybe if the chili, if I'm feeling it, if I'm feeling crazy, maybe a little chili, maybe a little nacho cheese, but I'm a hot dog and mustard guy. But if that sounds like your kind of bite, visit 7-Eleven, valid through 1725. 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, applicable on large, big gulp only. Participating U.S. stores only. See app for full terms. All rights reserved. Cold open question of the week, Brian Waters. Yes, sir. Of all of the just effusive pops that happened at Backlash in Puerto Rico. What was the best one? Savio Vega. Okay. There. <laughs> <laughs> Savio was pretty cool. There was a lot of big moments though, right? I mean, it was it, like, it was a really good show. Don't want to come in here like totally like fanboying out over the whole, the whole thing. But what made it really great was that like there were so many, not just big moments in the ring, but big pops for, for wrestlers, for shocking returns, for existing wrestlers getting their moment in the spotlight. I mean, was mm -hmm. that, am I crazy to say that was like the coolest part of the whole night? Yeah. I think when you sit back and look at everything, you usually could see they appreciated not getting wrestling every week. Mm -hmm. Or every month or every year. So, like on the, yeah, not a regular tour stop there. Yeah. So, everybody was all in, no pun intended, but the crowd was loving it. Well, you can have the pun intended. That's fine. Carlito was my moment. All right. Like, I have a big, big Savio Vega guy. I'm not going to go that far. I'm a Savio <laughs> Vega guy, but I'm a big Carlito guy. But we'll talk okay. about all that. Kaz will be with us in just a minute. Uh, let's start the show. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. This is Roast Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. Husky, Steve Kazee. This is Trey Kirby. This is your girl, WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hi, this is Lillian Garcia. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening to the And you're listening you're to You're listening to And you're listening to And you're listening to You are listening to, you are listening to The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. The Masked Man Show. Welcome to The Masked Man Show. 
normally with Kaz, Kaz is in a car somewhere, and I said, "We, I just, I got to talk backlash. I just, I can't, I couldn't keep it in any longer." <laughs> I didn't do an instant reaction, uh, but there were a lot of big moments of the night. We were talking, you know, in the intro about about the big stuff. You know, somebody, David Lara, uh, who works on the social team for us, one of our one of our just most beloved coworkers, popped into WWE, popped into wrestling Slack during the event and he was like wait a second carlito's back david's one of our many like you know lapsed fans or you know he was a fan for a period of his life carlito's absence from wwe and he did pop up during the thunderdome era uh but i think that we've all agreed to memory hole that whole period of time which sucks for drew mcintyre the fact that carlito never made a comeback in this past decade plus however long it's been since he was a regular is one of the most shocking things Uh, isn't it Mm -hmm. every time Every time you see this guy pop up online, he's jacked to the gills. I mean, making jokes about being a body guy for a while or whatever, but you know, still like working shows. Every, I swear to God, I see him every WrestleMania weekend. Never seen him in the ring, but I see him at like the, you know, at some hotel hanging out or just you know doing something. He's always around. It's not mm-hmm. like the dude's retired and he's never come back. I mean, I know there was some you know, rumored issues with him in the, I mean, in, in, in backstage. Remember he had that storyline with Flair where like Flair was going to on him for not trying very hard. Yeah. And that was sort of supposed to be a shoot. I'm not exactly sure. I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure there's good reasons, but man, that guy was over. He was over. And I always loved him. I mean, at the time I remember thinking, you know, having issues with his character and stuff. I wasn't just a total fanboy, but it was fun to see him come back. Savio Vega, the legend, the icon, TNT, was, you know, had such a cool moment, too. I mean, a couple of moments, but when he when he came down the aisle, did his little chops and sabat kick and everything. I mean, man, that, that was so cool. Now, you know, when um Savio Vega came out, I, like, popped. I think because the new generation era kidding me, mm-hmm. like, at that time, I wasn't a big Savio. He was another another good guy on the card. Yeah. But the fact is, like, he wasn't doing a lot of cameos. You don't see him too often. And I saw the backstage moment with him. I said, all right, that's cool. But to see him get that moment. But Carlito, I was never... Like, Carlito was another one, just another person on the roster. Mm-hmm. I, I remember, like, you know, he had some cool spots with Chris Masters. But I was never like, oh, my goodness, Carlito's my guy. So, but when I to see him come out there and he looked like a million bucks, I'm like, oh, is he getting ready for another run? I mean, you know, we talk about like Trish Stratus, we talk about Edge, like, mm-hmm. you know, Carlito looked g- good. So it was exciting to see him. And I honestly thought that should have been the main event. Oh, yeah. I mean, it, it definitely could have been the main event. I'm now like fully in like the WWE Matrix. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like I, MC, like I can understand decisions when they're being as they're being made or whatever, and I'm not. I'm I'm an idiot, but but I always. But you know, we've talked about this before. I feel like there's a there's a there's a sort of philosophy with the current creative, uh, you know, direction that sort of like does it make sense? Is it cool? Then let's do it. And also, I think that some decisions are just sort of made from a very practical basis. I don't. There was probably a lot of back and forth on this, one, but I think at the end of the day, the decision was probably the main events or, or Cody Brock's going to have blood. Let's put mm. that on last. Both from like a high point, you know, big spot perspective, and also from like there'll be blood in the ring perspective. That makes sense. Yeah. You know, how do you how do you have a 
how do you have a no blood street fight go on after a match where Brock Lesnar is looks like a red ghost? Um, <laughs> uh, who do you think's older, Savio Vega or Goldberg? Oh, that's a good question. I want to say Goldberg. Savio by two years, but it's close. It's close. That's just, that's yeah. the same generation. I'm surprised you mentioned you talked about Savio Vega uh, and your affection for him, and not your affection for Quang. I, you seem like you'd be a big <laughs> Quang guy to I know. me. <laughs> Even though he was a big part of Monday Night Raw during those years with Bret Hart, it felt mm-hmm. it felt like I know they didn't repeat matches, but it felt like I've seen them two wrestle on more than one occasion. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Yeah, Savio was great. Savio also, uh, I think a. Member of Generation X on record. Uh, I mean, I think that's officially in the in the uh, history books um, for a very brief few seconds. Yeah, so I mean, to me, Savio, to, I was not. I was a fan of that era. Was not a huge fan of like the gang warfare era because it just seemed a little bit heavy handed. Okay. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't say it felt problematic at the time, but it was. It was definitely like. I, I feel like I say this a lot. One of my my buddy Brian and I, Brian, who, used, who does the, we do the podcast, uh, the Press Box podcast together. Yeah. We were watching wrestling all through this time. And one of the jokes that we used to always make was, so-and-so's not over. Oh, I know what'll get him over. Let's give him a friend who's also not over, right? Mm-hmm. And like they don't, it never worked, especially in those days in WWE. And the gang warfare stuff was like the nth degree of that, right? Or it was just like, well, we don't really know what to do with Savio. Let's just give him three friends. Let's just get make him a crew. You know, it's like it didn't really help. But it doesn't count for the New Age Outlaws. Like after, or, oh, the, it, no, no, I'm not saying it never works. New okay. Age Outlaws might be the the the, the uh, exception that proves the rule. Yeah, two guys <laughs> who were definitely not over, who just went out there and got themselves over. Outlaws, man. Though I was very into the Outlaws. I was a big dumb Billy Gunmark uh, back in the day. Um, anyway. Big moments for both those guys. Uh, also, big moments for obviously Bad Bunny. That entrance was just something you'll always remember. Um, mm-hmm. Damian Priest, obviously. Zelina Vega. Zelina Vega was like the bell of the ball. I mean, she. I mean, that could have been. They. I felt it, after seeing the reception she got, it felt like they could have built that whole event around her, like five years yeah. ago or something. You know, I mean, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, I was she hoping showed for out. us. I was hoping for a title change, even if it would have been quick. I would have been fine with it. Yeah. If it would have been, okay, we're going to put the title right back on Rhea just for the pop, right? Yeah. Sometimes you got to have it, you know? I wouldn't have been averse to it, although what you saw was that it wasn't super necessary, right? She got her huge moment before yeah. and after. Mm-hmm. Um, and she also sort of just got kind of got, I mean, it was a weird match in storyline because she got the match she asked for the match because she's as Puerto Rican heritage, right? Yeah. Um, sort of in reality, not in kayfabe. She had that they had that match on Raw, or had that mixed was a mixed tag match on Raw where, where they where they had like cra- crazy chemistry and everybody was like passing around clips and talking about how cool it was. We talked to her, to to uh, Rhea about that at WrestleMania weekend. Um, mm-hmm. But that wasn't really the storyline. I mean, that, I mean, that's obviously not enough to carry a storyline. That's sort of enough to legitimize it in the eyes of the fans. If they had just pulled this out of nowhere, it would have felt a little bit heavy-handed. But still, it felt a little bit... The, the premise of the match was, you know... It wasn't... It, she didn't pose a real threat. And I thought right, she... she did, but she had a great match, man. She yeah. threw the flip-flop. She did the, the, the <laughs> you know, Michael Cole going in, like, explaining the, the Chakla 
back uh, history was something really magical. Michael Cole in general, just being the voice of the history of Puerto Rican wrestling was just Ooh. something really spectacular. That <laughs> yeah. That I didn't expect to see. Um, oh, by the way, Carlito, back on Carlito, uh, this popped up yesterday. According to WrestleOps, in, in the 12 hours following his appearance uh, across all of WWE socials, Carlito's return uh, pulled in over 8 million views. That's crazy. 8 million. <laughs> That's more views than he got during his prime. <laughs> quote, unquote. <laughs> uh, it might be. That era was like super, was just weird. And yeah. I'm not going to call it underrated, but what they were doing in that period was really building stars in a way that they didn't always do it. Trying and often failing at building stars. <laughs> mm -hmm. You mentioned Chris Masters, who's still out there working. Uh, I don't really want to say the Indies. He's working in Mexico. He's working all over the place. Um, yeah. But dudes like that have a level of name recognition that some of the bigger, the, the stars of bigger eras don't have, you know? And I think that, mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I don't know if a Carlito push. I don't know if Carlito getting signed for real is in the is in the cards. But um, man, I I love I love that dude. He's also like you know just by the general evolution of the size of pro wrestlers, he's gone from being sort of a average to smaller size guy to being like a monster, you yeah. know. And yeah. so he could you know he, he could I think he could have a second life just kind of being like. He could be the LWO's heater, you know. He could be the oh, big man. man. Yeah. Wow. You're right. <laughs> um, I don't. Uh, LWO is a weird thing. I mean, it's going to be interesting to see if they if they still have a commitment to that moving forward. Um, now that they don't have a Puerto Rican show right away, uh, obviously, um, you know they have a huge audience there in Mexico. They toured through Mexico not that long ago. I think that there's the potential for a big show there. Although, you know. You know, it'll be interesting to see what they do. I think that they have, there's a potential to do some really, really, really cool stuff. But now we got Dom and Ray are on separate shows again. Dom or Ray, you know, the LWO and, and Judgment Day are on separate shows. So it'll see. What, it'll be interesting to watch the LWO uh, on SmackDown and see kind of how legit they make them feel. I don't know. On a scale of one to ten, how legit is the LWO going to feel two months from now? Oh. See, I'm gonna say eight because I am a huge fan of Santos Escobar. I think he put. Did, did, is he the one that publicly tweeted for a Mexican pay per view, a pay per view in Mexico? He, I think, he, I think that was him. But yeah, I, I'm a huge fan of him too. I, I think that his gimmick is a little bit weird because it's like he was basically playing a crime boss yeah. in NXT. <laughs> yep. And now he's just like a babyface, but he's still got his cronies. You know, he's still got, like, the tag team hanging around with him, which is, like, I guess it's probably the best move for them. Mm -hmm. But I'm not sure it's the best move for... I mean, normally you would expect a face turn to come with splitting from the crew. And I'm not saying it has to be something that cut and dry. But I'm just not really sure what he is, right? I would rather yeah. them um, get rid of the rest of the legato or kind okay. of whatever and just let him be... They're eight. Let him be the LWO ace, sort of, you know, and or mm -hmm. or bring back someone like Carlito. Let it be, or maybe it's more of a rotating crew, you know. And maybe maybe they bring back, maybe they make it a much bigger team, you know, unit. Yeah. Um, but right now he's just sort of part of the legato. He's one right. of three members of legato, which is a subsection of the LWO, which is just the whole thing is. Uh, yeah, we need to stand out more. Um, can we just have him take over? Maybe he turns heel on Ray. Says this is the legato world order and. 
you know, you're gone. I guess we don't need to see Ray get beat up that many times by <laughs> people oh, who right. were were uh, is, uh, that idolized him or were raised by him or whatever. Ray really <laughs> should have trust issues. Oh you yeah, think back to Batista. At one point, mm-hmm. Eddie Guerrero, his own son, Ray really should have trust issues. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, maybe they can make all the stuff that we fantasy booked about the mat. That's a, maybe that's what they should do. Maybe they should go. Maybe maybe Santos should go after the mask. And then eventually Dom can be like, nah, I'm the one taking the mask. And we could just cap the whole thing off with Santos Dom at WrestleMania next year. Oh, that would be good. Um, well, you know, Dom can do no wrong in my eyes, so. Can do no wrong. Well, yeah. And especially even after the sit down y'all have with him too. And then, yeah, he does no wrong. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. I, I've said it before. I mean, it makes sense, right? It, mm-hmm. it would make sense if the, if the answer is he's a wrestling savant. It makes sense. He's Rey Mysterio's son, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just a difference in a year and talking to him is just wild. Like, nobody seems to get it better than him. And, Facts. and man, even talking to him now when you interview him, it's like, he totally gets it. He's like so deep in this character or he's not. And he's just sort of, it's just sort of happening to him. And he's just rolling. Like, it's just so bizarre. Yeah. I, I can't reconcile the Dom from a year ago to Dom now. That's the thing. Cause he's just so crazy good right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, I was trying to, I'm, I'm just trying to imagine. I was watching him in that match last night. I mean, it's Saturday night watching him do a little run and just imagining what's next for him. I don't know. And I'm excited to see it. I'm ex- I'm so excited. I, I don't know. What do you think? I mean, he's not. Let's see. Priest and Finn are both in the World Heavyweight Champion Tournament, mm-hmm. which we can talk about. Uh, <laughs> Dom is not. I mean, right. that's fitting, I guess. Um, but what do you think Dom's going to do next? I, For a guy I think, that didn't have a match, he deserves a lot of conversation. Yeah, I think. Um... I think it's time for him to go after the... He's on Raw, right? So, uh, no, no. <laughs> never yeah, mind. not, not going after to... that IC title. <laughs> what do you think? Well, So, a lot of the stuff that happened at Backlash felt like a... Uh, potentially was a, st- a setup for the for Night of Champions. Let's see. There you go. Because if they... As I think I saw somebody say on Twitter, could you imagine Dom being king of the ring? He would be so obnoxious. King Dom? Yes. Yeah. No, so for right. Night of Champions... Maybe they're gonna. It's in Saudi. Maybe they're gonna run back Dom Ray one more time, and that's why we didn't have it last night. Yeah, that or Saturday sense. night. I keep saying last night. Um, maybe I mean is that that could happen. I guess even though we're even though the brand split is in effect, they could still do that at a big show. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that'd be something they would pay for. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Getting Ray in the rings feels like a very Saudi Arabia thing. We'll see. Mm-hmm. We'll see. Um, talking about. Just big stars. Yeah, one of the weirdest sensations of me for, for me of the night was how big of a star Kevin Owens felt like. I know this is not the main part of that match or even the main part of the night, but every time he tagged into that match, I was just like, it was like, I don't know why. I, I get this feeling now from him. Like it's like it's like when Roman tags in a bloodline triple threat, or I mean bl- bloodline six man, or like I, I, I don't even know. It's just, he's just like a, like every time. I was watching, rewatching the highlights today, and every time a KO highlight popped up, I was just like, "Ah, KO!" He's like, "I don't know." He's like, "He's on another level for me all of a sudden," which is yeah, why we drafted him so high in the <laughs> Ring of Wrestling Show draft. Um, but man, he was great. Um, 
I don't know who who were the who were the biggest winners of the night for you. Um, definitely Bad Bunny. Um, you know, I mean, they, they, that kind of goes without saying. Just to see him, uh, really go out shape. there, great shape, and dating just, a Jenner. Apparently, there's just mm-hmm. the, everything's coming up, Bunny, right now. <laughs> Don't let the ladies hear you say that. <laughs> they they upset about that one. But you also look at just the way you know, just owning the crowd, mm-hmm. just under, he gets it. I mean, granted, he's a performer, so we know that, but. Still, but that's and not, how, no, no, it's a we've talked about this before. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a very narrow lane. You can yeah. be a performer doesn't mean you're a good wrestler at exactly. all. Exactly. Being a wrestling fan gets you closer. If you're a wrestling fan and a performer, mm-hmm. that's about as well as you can thread the needle. But even then, man, it's not 100%. Um, yeah. It takes a really special kind of... I mean, we could probably do a top 10 list of, you know performer turned wrestlers and maybe mm. not get to 10 that really yeah. deserve to be on there. Yeah. Well, my God brother asked me uh, to, earlier today, he said, because we grew up watching wrestling together. He fell off, you know, typical story. And he was like, so what's this, what was Bad Bunny doing? So I breaking down the whole storyline. I said, to me, he's the best celebrity wrestler ever. And Better than Logan Paul? Logan Paul's number two. But you can, I can see an argument for both, right? Um, but this, for Bad Bunny to be one of the biggest, if not the biggest music star in the world, you wouldn't expect him. Like, it, it, in 1980, you would not have expected Michael Jackson or Prince to be great wrestlers. You know? Mm-hmm. For Bad Bunny to be where he is in music and then to come in the wrestling world and to be able to hit the Bunny Destroyer, you know, to take... The, the, I mean, the spots he was taking, the suplex off of the um, stage. And it's like, wow. You know, yeah. so I, I thought, you know, and, you know, they were saying pay homage to New Jack with the um, cart. So, yeah, he was definitely a winner. Um, and also, Seth Rollins. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then that crowd with the Dude, music. We picked a, we, we, did we agree to pick Big Omas for that match? Was that the official pick from last week? Yeah. Um I still stand by that. <laughs> I mean, it was it was a good pick. You I know? just I just couldn't imagine either of them losing and I thought Seth could bounce back from a loss better, you know? Uh um, Me too. But man. Uh that was that was a that was big for him. Him the upside for that was was just way better. And the top I mean, the top rope stomp was really cool. Mm-hmm. Um I, I don't know. I was I was I was very into that whole match. And there's a whole lot of Seth Rollins can get a good match out of anybody stuff coming out of that match, which is true. Very, yeah. very true. But also, damn, Big Omas is on a roll. He is. He definitely is. He's learning. He's still figuring it out. He's still a little bit in that uh uh, he's not. I, I was going to compare him to Dom right before it all clicked for Dom, but there was a period. Uh, we talk, uh, There was a period before everything just sort of happened for Dom when he joined. Right when he joined Judgment Day, mm-hmm. where you could almost see him looking to people that to figure out where to stand or what to do, or what move. You know, like whatever. Like he's a he has a lot of fluidity in the ring that people as young as him don't usually have, but still sort of like working step by step. You can feel a little bit of that with Omos, a lot of that sometimes, 
but it's like a but in the same way with Dom, it's like a positive thing. It's like you can you 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 know you're watching it. You're watching you know this puzzle get put together in real time, and it's mm-hmm. getting it's getting put together. I'm just, that's another guy. Imagine what he's going to be doing at WrestleMania next year. I have no idea. Sky's the limit, but like yeah. he could just keep working the same bit forever. Mm-hmm. Um, he's gonna he's you know he's gonna fall into that same trap that every giant before him has fallen into, which is just like how do you how do you keep somebody fresh unless you just send them home for six months a year? Yeah, you know, that's there should true. almost be like if at a certain. At a certain size, there should be a separate category. Like Brock Lesnar is a free agent, right? And the, after the draft, they should just put all the monsters in permanent perma free agency. <laughs> and that way, they can work at like the territory days where it's like you know, Bruiser Brody is just showing up for two months a year, man. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and and when he and when he when he's after he's done terrorizing you, he just wanders off into the woods. You know, <laughs> um, yeah. So that would be Brock, Omos, Braun. I mean, Braun's in a tag team now and got drafted as such, but I, yeah. I definitely think that there's a better path for Monster Braun as opposed to Fun Loving, Jump <laughs> Off My Shoulders Braun. I don't know. I mean, it, but this is but this is part of the answer. How do you keep somebody fresh? You know, this mm-hmm. is how you keep them fresh. And then when Braun decides to go tear somebody's head off, he'll, he'll be there. Well, remember, you know, a lot of people yeah. already be owning his shirts and his peanut butter and everything. So, you know, there'll be a built-in <laughs> fan base. Yeah. Um I don't know, man. I even think after last night, I mean, you could put Jonah Rock in that category. Or sorry, Bronson Reed in that category. Yeah. I mean, after that, I mean, listen, a failed, a missed moonsault has never has gotten over so much. You know, I mean, everybody was just like, holy shit, man, that guy can do that. (laughs) Yeah. He's got a real interesting working style, you know. I mean, we've all watched him and watched him some in NXT. Obviously, he had a big career before WWE. Uh, he's been working, you know, steadily in his time away from WWE. Mm-hmm. But I like to watch how that guy lands. Like, why every time that he does a big move, yeah, super tender, tender is tender an appropriate word to use in pro wrestling? He's super tender. Um, he's very careful, um, mm-hmm. but he's, but he. But he's like it still looks devastating, which I guess is just what you expect. Um, and yet it's a little bit different. I don't know. There's something like watch when he comes off. Every time he comes off the top rope, he doesn't land like everybody else. Mm-hmm. He lands like a little bit like he. there was a thing where he's dropping onto, I think, Theory's head at one point. He kind of landed over to the side. No, no, it was Lashley's head. And. He kind of like lands over to the side to take the. It looks like he was trying to like take the bump himself off of like a- away from Lashley, but it looked like he just smushed his head, which I made it look so much scarier. Yeah. I don't know. Long story short, enjoy watching that guy work. Uh, he's a he's like a breakdown the tape guy for me. I got I got to add him in. Oh, wait, you're talking about the big the best celebrities of all time. The best mm-hmm. perform. Well, so, we, is celebrity the right word? <laughs> I, I say we say that. Is there yeah. a point where you wrestle so much that you're no longer a celebrity? Like, like Big Cat Ernie Ladd is not in the celebrity wing of the Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. And see, me, I, because I learned wrestling first, then football, mm-hmm. he was always a wrestler to me. Yeah. You know, and I mean, he was definitely a wrestler. You know, he but, did both at the same time, and then he kept wrestling and then whatever else. But I'm just trying to figure out where the line is. And so I you think, got like, like Mr. T is on the list. Yeah. Not a great worker, but for impact. 
who are the guys that got it? Stephen Amell? X. Uh, I mean, now he's got a whole thing going. But um, who else? Who are, the, who are the other big names? Like, you know, there's all those WCW ones. Rodman and... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Rodman is weird and skinny, but, you know, whatever. Oh, Andy Kaufman just went in the Hall of Fame. Is definitely up there. Um, is Shaq? I mean, as many appearances he done never, made? I mean, there's, Shaq is never... Whatever the list is, Shaq is where it ends. Oh, <laughs> like he's made enough appearances. Oh, Pat McAfee. Oh, definitely Pat McAfee. How? Definitely. Why is the new gener the new generation of celebrities is as good as the new generation of wrestlers? Like, why is this so? That's kind of crazy. Access. Maybe David they Arquette? Just got... is Arquette up there? Ooh, with his comeback. <laughs> but now is he a wrestler? It, He's it more seems, of a wrestler he, than an actor now. You you got to give him credit for hitting the indies. Yeah. The way he, you know, hit the indies, it's like, okay, I'm I'm gonna show that I'm down and yeah, I definitely put David Arquette there. Is there a point where you Okay, so we decided there's a point where you've been M Maria Menunos. She's on the list? I mean, she had a you know, match, multiple appearances. Multiple appearances, that's for sure. I met Dollar her fan. I met her very briefly at WrestleMania. Okay. I was leaning over to say hi to Bill and I had to say excuse me <laughs> nice. to her and introduced and she like said hi. I think it was this what, year? Yeah. Okay. I, I think it was a little bit of a are you a friend or am I calling security sort of hello that she oh. was giving me? <laughs> oh, come on. Um she, she's a, she's much of a historian to know who you are. Like I'm pretty sure she's watched <laughs> enough of the documentaries and stuff. No way. <laughs> Absolutely not. Um, no, she was very nice. <laughs> and she obviously loves it. You know, it's, it's, mm -hmm. it's big. Um, but, you know, like today's kids, right? If they're not into music, Bad Bunny's going to be in that category. Same with Logan Paul. Like if they're not in the, if that's not their thing, that music and that YouTube-ish. Well, that's what Logan Paul is for us. I think Logan Paul is kind of inescapable for younger, the younger set. Bad Bunny, I think, is probably inescapable too. I mean, that would be like, Whatever. Mm -hmm. If Michael Jackson wrestled when I was a kid, yeah, I wasn't the biggest Michael Jackson fan in the world, but I would still say Michael Jackson, the singer, is wrestling. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Now we're just going to go down Michael Jackson as a wrestler rabbit hole. It probably wouldn't be. Good I mean, you anyway. know, there's the guy in the Indies who does the gimmick. I know. <laughs> I know. We were, we were talking to Cal about that whole, about this whole movement. Like, can we do like we're trying to think if we should just write a big feature story on just the movement of like caricature indie wrestling and all this kind of stuff. There's probably is a great story to do about it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Well, you know, Cal will do it and he'll be working on it while we're at SummerSlam. <laughs> <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be doing trouble duty. Um, okay, so let's go back through this whole card. Mm hmm. Savio Vega, pop of the night, man. Yeah. Uh, so what do you think about the main event overall? I thought it was solid. You Talk know, about a it, match that's being set up for, for Saudi. There's definitely going to have a rematch. Well, if Cody doesn't isn't in the title match that feels like a rematch mm -hmm. set for Saudi Arabia. Like maybe Brock Cody's got... Maybe... Oh. Maybe <sighs> Cody's in the finals for the title and Brock Lesnar costs him the match. Mm -hmm. is, that, is that too obvious now that I just thought of it? <laughs> no um, but also don't you think they would want to book Brock for Saudi Arabia 
But wouldn't Brock want to get booked for Saudi Arabia? Just get that bag? I mean, he's still going to get the bag if he's there. If he's doing running. Can you... Now I'm under... Now now I'm wondering about logistics. Mm-hmm. When you're when you're negotiating a giant sum of money from the Saudi Arabian government, do you tell them about the surprises because you need to <laughs> because you need to budget for them? Or do they enjoy the show in real time? Maybe maybe you hide that Brock money. Yeah. Say you're gonna say something else is happening. I don't know. Maybe tell them Hulk Hogan's coming. And they'll pay for it. Well, and then, then they're going to they be mad when Hulk Hogan's not there. No, no. no. It, you tell them Hulk Hogan's coming, and then you get Hogan somehow to come for free. <laughs> yeah, you, you can go. wear your Hogan's Beach Club t-shirt. Yep. Free promo. Mm-hmm. Nah, I don't oh, yeah, think they, that would happen. That'd be interesting, though. Yeah. Um, that'll, be, that'll be weird to see what happens. I thought it was a really fun match. I thought it was a really good match. I don't... I don't mind. I didn't mind the ending. It felt like a good ending. It just wasn't the end of the feud, you know. Right. I mean, that, and and I don't think. I think going in, that was why I had some difficulty picking the match because it didn't feel like. And listen, WWE is in a good spot. We were. I mean, in 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 this turn, if if only if nothing else, in this in this in these terms, when we were doing the picks, there were so many things we couldn't pick, and it was mostly because we couldn't figure out who could eat the who 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 was in a position to lose. Mm-hmm. It's because everybody's kind of trending and wonder in the same direction. Yeah. Um, it's not, I think that's overall a positive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brock and Cody, you don't want to like, you know, take any heat off Cody. You don't want to, you never want to take any heat off Brock unless it's just a really specific moment. And, and um, I thought it was good. Brock ended up looking great. He was bloody. He was, you know, he survived everything that was given to him, and he basically had his finisher on when Cody snuck out the win. <laughs> uh, a little bit weird that Cody's like go home promo was calling Brock a coward, and then yeah. he just sort of like scampered off at the end of the match after like pulling one out. The visual was a little bit off, but I, my guess is, my guess is that they'll address it. Right, Cody can't feel good about that win. I mean, he can feel good about it, but that that's not the end of that story. He's got to finish the story. He's got to finish this one first, right? <laughs> Another story. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED highlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, 
you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. This episode is brought to you by Cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on Cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on Cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Kaz is here now joining the show. How you doing, brother? I'm doing all right. It's, Do- it's, it's a case of the Mondays. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> where, where? Well, we all understand. Uh, yeah. where, we're, we're, we're all over the place on this show. We're just talking about Brock and Cody. Where do you think they go from here? We were just saying <laughs> it felt like it was a finish that was setting up a rematch, but then... The next big show is Night of Champions, and we know they're going to be having the title main event there. And then I said, oh, wait, is is it just going to be Cody's in the finals and Brock Cross in the match? Is it going to be that simple? But would they, can they not, can they book the Saudi show without putting Brock on the card? Because isn't he going to be a big draw? Don't they need to have the line item for him? Can they, can they tell the Saudis that they're, that they're, they need, listen, we need 10 million bucks. We're not going to tell you why we want it to be a fun surprise. Like. Right, how you, right, right. How do you how do you think they're going to book it? I mean, it, it seems to me that it looks like it's going to be. Uh, if you could tell by the way it ended, it didn't end definitively, right? Like Brock was bloodied and he did lose, mm-hmm. but he didn't look like a beaten man. And, and Cody, uh, and I, I just think, said Cody's go home promo was you're a coward, and then he's he's the one scampering off at the end, you know. <laughs> Which I mean, <laughs> hey, it, it, that's that's kind of how you got to roll when you're going against Brock Lesnar, sure. right? But at the same time, um, it, it, it does kind of seem like. Brock never really explained why he beat the shit out of Cody, right? Like, he, he still hasn't really made his intentions quite clear. But one thing Cody did say was um, Brock Lesnar's the gatekeeper. And when I when I hear gatekeeper, I'm like, is that the gatekeeper to the world title, the gatekeeper to the main event, the gatekeeper to being uh, to big dog status in WWE? Like, I don't know exactly what he meant by that, but... If, we, if we're still kind of waiting to hear from Brock since he beat up Cody, it almost kind of seems like the roads are leading towards Cody getting ever so close to being the world heavyweight champion and then Brock just saying, nah, bitch, like, you're not just going to come in here and, you know, take titles and main events and, I don't know, if we're going to get really deep in the weeds, say winner's purses and all this type of shit, like, you know, Brock Lesnar, no offense, is wrestling Omos in the opening match of WrestleMania Night 2. And Cody was the main event. And if you're talking about being a gatekeeper, and if you're Brock Lesnar, and if this is a real wrestling sporting league, I'd have to feel a way about a guy like Cody Rhodes coming in who, you know, wrestled a handful of matches, even though he was injured, whatever the hell it is, and just taking that main event WrestleMania spot. He is the guy who essentially replaced Brock Lesnar as the main event at WrestleMania. You know what I mean? That Brock and Roman was has been penciled in or markered in or permanent inked in for the past several years, I want to say. <laughs> I think they've done it three times at WrestleMania now. And uh, I could see where they, them going that way, if that's the play, if that's the way they want to choose. Um, but it was it was 
they, they, they definitely gave Cody no favors by main eventing that sort of show, right? Like, it definitely was a, was a tough act to follow uh, if you want to be a main you, event guy. My, I mean, I, what I said to Brian is I think it, this felt like a, like a very, like a cut and dried decision under the new creative team, which is basically like there was going to be blood in the main event. I mean, in the in Brock Cody, and so that was that was just the decider. We, we, you can't have a street fight without blood. Follow a bloody match, and also we don't want blood on the match for the main event. That was it, <laughs> or blood um, on the mat. I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? You're right. I mean, but it did. I, I mean, that uh, the street fight lived up to expectations in every possible way, right? Um, and I thought one of the most interesting parts about it was with all of the run-ins, all of the schmas, all the everything else. It didn't take nothing. Took away from Bad Bunny's win, right? This wasn't a yeah. thing where, like, if you had Dave's, told me everything that was going to be involved in that match, I would have 100% assumed that Ray and 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 uh, Savio and Carlito would all, like, hit finishers on Damian Priest, and <sighs> then Bad Bunny would get a, you know, frog splash for the win. Right, right, right. It, it definitely felt like... Um... If, if I saw it on paper, I'd have been like, ah, this is a little too much. This is a little too much. But it worked. Everything, every single thing from Priest's entrance to the ending of that match worked. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going, I'll go as far as to say from beginning of the intros to the end of that match, I can't tell you the last time for about 20 some odd minutes I was that sports entertained like oh, in yeah. every sense of the word like it was well, and the the whole savio vega bit happened in the aisle which i thought was kind of an interesting choice but it really worked i mean it like on the te- at least on television it was i thought it, didn't it was take super away cool. from the match yeah it didn't that's seem what like, i mean. oh, we're coming to save the save uh this artist or whatever it's still <laughs> it still made bad buddy look really strong right yeah. like they just came as his backup as, as his homies and i mean it was so lit seeing like savio vega get that incredible pop and, mm-hmm. and, and Carlito looking first off Carlito needs they, they need to they need to throw that man a contract somewhere because he looks he looks like a million bucks he he that's what we were saying incredible. to start the show I mean yeah, I thought, he looks he looks good yeah yeah it's pretty crazy um but yeah no I thought that match was super uh was really really well put together I mean I, and I think that might have been part of it I mean maybe that was part of the calculus too right that this yeah, is a, this is a sh- the, the big, the big, I think the big conversation coming out of that, outside of the match, and you've seen a million wrestling entrances in, in, in wrestling history, is that, is Bad Bunny's entrance. Now, mind you, I, I, I'm a Bad Bunny fan. Can't tell you a single thing he's saying in that song, right? Mm-hmm. But once you see the energy of that song and everybody knowing the words, and then the little added beautiful nugget of it, like, did you go and like read the translation? Of what that crowd was no. saying word for word. Oh God, let me pull that up because, <laughs> <laughs> man, that was solo. Okay, here we go. So here's the chorus, right? Shambaya, pull, motherfucker, you ain't got no bullets left. Shambaya, pull, motherfucker, you ain't got no bullets left. I always hit, I'll roll again. I always hit, I'll roll again. I always hit, I'll roll it like. He had families, children, people of all ages sit, singing gun talk, right? <laughs> like it was gun talk. Like he was calling like your opponent a pussy, a motherfucker, and I'm about to come and 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 lay you out. Like, yep. 
And people of all ages were singing it word for word. Now, granted, I'm pretty sure nobody knew uh, the, the, the literal translation of, of the Shambaya record, but man, it just, it was... I was talking with some people on Twitter and some people like, oh, well, you know, Cody's entrance last year was pretty great. Jericho's debut entrance against The Rock so many years ago, yada, 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 like fire all that stuff. I think the fact that it was so kind of stripped down, right? Like, you know, the screen wasn't as big. There wasn't a shit ton of pyro, you know what I mean? Like the crowd was really the main character of mm-hmm. that entrance. And it's like, it went from... I saw somebody tweet this, and God forbid me for not finding the actual person to tweet this, but it was the first time I saw a big fight feel and a concert wrapped into one for like three minutes. And oh, yeah. I, it, just seeing that crowd sway and rock back, to, uh, it, it, I, I couldn't have dreamed a iller pro wrestling sports entertainment like moment to just show my like every year i always have something i could be like hey if you're not a wrestling fan like i could show you this right i don't have to show this to anybody this 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 found people you know what i mean like people who had no interest in wrestling at all it's just like oh bad buddy's dead ass serious and not mm-hmm. only is he dead ass serious this looks really fucking cool right <laughs> like he's coming out with the shopping cart and the weapons looking like a a, a, a puerto rican sandman and new jack yep had a baby, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it was just, gosh, it, you couldn't nail it any better than they nailed it. And shout out to Damian Priest. I mean, he fucking carried that match, made sure. money look like a million bucks. And uh, it was just, I couldn't I couldn't say a negative word about that match. That, it, that was sports entertainment, not even at its finest, at a level that I don't think I've ever seen before. So like, many little, be Priest was so on top of so much of the, the stuff. I mean, obviously he was calling the match, leading the match, whatever you want to say. That spot, the big spot where he where he slammed him off the off the what were they on top of? A a, a, a speaker like a production a, a production thing box or something. Yeah. Threw yeah, yeah. the off way off of it onto the table. It was shot really well and everything. But I, I was I was um I was caught in the moment by how quickly it happened, right? They didn't do they, they didn't tease it a whole bunch. And I'm guessing that was that was really that was a very deliberate choice. It was just like, let's not, we're gonna get this right. We're gonna get it right the first time. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just really smooth, really, really, really well done. Even from the very opening minutes. I mean, the the opening set of the match was was uh, you know, Damian Priest just pancaking Bad Bunny and being like, this isn't going to be a real match, you know, like whatever, like the kind of, they they were, they immediately go to what you, to your expectations and then they start playing against them. Um, it was just really well done. The, you know, they always come out with who produced what after every show. Um, and normally we don't spend a lot of time talking about that stuff. Uh, Can but, I guess? Can I guess who I think produced it? Yeah. Do you have the answer? I have them right here in front of me, yeah. Uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I got two choices. It's either Jason Jordan or t- Teddy Hart. TJ. No. Neither. Jason. Wow, what was it? I'll, I'll. I'll. I'll tease you into it. Uh, Jason okay. Jordan did the Six Man. Okay. okay. Which was really, really good in its own really right. Really good. Mm-hmm. Um, TJ did. Uh, uh, Bianca. Eo? Yeah, Bianca and Eosky. Okay. Which was okay. a really good match. We haven't even talked about. There, there's a whole lot of. I'm. Let's was say, it PS Hayes? No, if you, if you ask me, if you ask me going into Saturday, if I was excited about some damage control dissension in the ranks, I probably would have said no. 
Saturday night told a story and I was very excited about what they were doing there. Um, no, the street fight was Jamie Noble and sidekick Brian Kendrick, who's apparently Ooh, working wow. more than we realized he was working. Um, did not know that. That's huge. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Shots, you know, know, from the finish, I think Kendrick probably had some one-on-one time with Bad Bunny. But the but, uh, but I can Jamie, talk about all the Mishinoku drivers now. It's yeah. <laughs> but Jamie Noble, Jamie Noble is the guy that it seems like he's getting most of the backstage credit for it. And, and um, yeah, man. I mean, he's Noble's a. They got some real smart dudes working back there now because you couldn't pick, right? Noble is Noble. When I heard, I heard Noble, and it just seemed like, oh yeah, an obvious choice. Look at the run this dude's having producing matches. But you're right, Jason Jordan, uh, T.J. Wilson. The other big m- beats of the night. My P- PSAs did uh, Lesnar Rhodes. Okay, and, yeah, I can see that. Um, Sean Davari did the 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 Ripley Vega match. Um, Chris Park, I like it. Chris Park is one of the great. <laughs> <laughs> one of the great has stations in pro wrestling where you cannot write his name. There is you never in the history of the internet will see Chris Park without abyss in parentheses afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah, Chris yeah, Park. Yeah. Chris Park parentheses abyss produced the triple threat, the, the IC title triple threat, or the, the uh, US title triple US threat, title. which was way more fun than anybody was expecting that to be. And then um, Rollins Omos was uh, was Scrap Daddy Adam Pierce. Mm. Nice, which nice, is really nice. well done too. Every one of these, ma- I think we can we can do the producer talk, whatever. We can save that for another show. But I think the really cool thing about this is every one of these matches, you're just like, it's you're impressed by whoever produced it because they're yeah. all they all had like they all shown in the in interesting ways. It's right? almost like it's almost like when you find out somebody ghost wrote a song or ghost wrote a, yeah. a, a, a verse, you're just kind of like, oh, okay, I can see the elements there. I could see. Like, what's well, not if, even if ghost ever, writing? I mean, this is a big. This is like if you actually think about like what's a good, like a you know, like Jay Z, you know, like whatever, like what, like what, like when when he was absolutely at his peak. Mm-hmm. If you were like a, if you're into the, if you're into the artist or whatever, like you probably can tell the different, you know, the hip hop well enough that you can like hear a, hear a track oh, and be sure. like, ooh, that sounds like Ninth Wonder or whatever. But like, yeah. but if you're just like a regular fan, if you're just like a 17 year old kid out there, just like listening to Jay Z, you probably don't think about who produces every single track, right? Even though he's but got like I, I, defined I, I, sounds. I wouldn't necessarily say. I think I think production's a little bit more easier to nail. I think because it sounds you, like something. Yeah, because there's, there's yeah. signature sounds, there's drops, mm-hmm. there's, you know, Mike Will made it or like a Neptune's Ting or yeah. whatever. But like when, when it's somebody who writes a song, like, for example, right, like Beyonce puts out a record oh, and yeah. she has a, she has a rap verse in it. Immediately, you're going to be like, oh, you're going to look through the credits. You see S. Dot Carter. You're like, oh, OK, yeah. like there's 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 Jay-Z's hand in there. You know what I mean? Same thing with the dream. Right. Like you hear certain R&B records, you're like, oh, yeah, that's definitely the dreams pen. Mm-hmm. Uh, at work and you know certain matches i'm starting to get that sort of feel like if it's a multi-tag match i'm like okay american alpha jason jordan definitely like i could see that if it's a big time hoss fight like i'm gonna assume psa's has something to do with it right like if it's if it's a woman's classic tj easily you know what i mean so it's you know and, and even before then like you know arn anderson used to be back there d malenko um you know a lot of these like let just just Brilliant genius wrestling mind. Were you was Arn there when you were there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I actually Did got he to carry his gun around backstage a lot. Or? <laughs> I wouldn't know, but all, all, all I know is Arn like this is his his catering with dark meat, extra crispy. You know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that was man. his shit, man. Uh, but 
no, um, you know, like certain certain matches after a while, you can kind of get yeah. the feel for, you know, what people like and, and how they kind of uh, see pro wrestling through their eyes. So I've always thought that was, I think that's like such a super wrestling nerd thing to like see who produce certain matches. But for me, like just loving to see how the sausage is made, like that, that stuff is always wildly interesting to me. Oh, it totally is. I think it's just there's a limit to how much you can really talk about it, but yeah, for sure. Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, on a, on a show like this, we can talk about it forever. <laughs> but this has been good. Yeah, man. We briefly mentioned the women's title, the 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 EO Sky Bianca Belair match, just there in that conversation. That was really fun. I mean, listen, on a night like that, on a night like we had on Saturday, that was the you know opening show opener was sort of the only spot for it. Um, it didn't really can we have talk any... about that crowd a little bit oh, with, with, what a with Bianca crowd. EO. Yeah, go for it. Bianca, for the first time, like I tweeted it while it was happening. I'm like, this has potential to turn into the the women's version of Hogan Rock in WrestleMania X8, mm-hmm. right? Where it was like, you know, Bianca, literally 24 hours ago, they were going crazy for her. And for some reason, like as soon as that match started, like that crowd wanted Io Sky to win that, win that championship. And, uh, you know, props to Bianca for sort of like, you know, doing her rock thing and sort of working on the fly. I'm like, oh, okay, like this is this is how it's going to be, Puerto Rico. I right, bet. And like, she yeah. kind of leaned into it a little bit. And you know, even when like when when it was time to hit her final boss, you know, KODs on everybody. You know what I mean? She kind of milked it a little bit. I was like, oh, okay. Like people forget, like as much as we call her John Cena on 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 these wrestling podcasts, and yeah. How incredible of a babyface she is. She worked almost exclusively heel in NXT, right? Mm-hmm. Like just as a, just as an ar- like the EST was not like this, mm-hmm. you know, this happy-go-lucky like we can be the best we can be sort of thing. It was no, I'm better than you in literally everything. So it was nice to get like a smidgen of a little bit of a taste of what a heel Bianca would would sort of look like. But I mean, man, it was just really good to see EO Sky work with an NXT black and gold era level crowd with a pulse that could really feel and breathe with literally everything that she did in that match. And, you know, it was kind of, it was almost like for the first time in almost a year, we kind of got to see, or more than a year, I guess, we got to see EO Sky with the cuffs off and, yeah. and really just kind of do her thing. And she has an incredible chemistry with Bianca Belair too. Yes, um, yes. Yeah, I thought that was, it was fantastic. There is a, someone from WWE texted me during the show and they were like, why does the Puerto Rican fan base love Japanese superstars? Uh, because it's, it wasn't a one-off, but it definitely, there's definitely obviously a correlate. I mean, a, a connection there. Um, there's they there is a tangled shared history, uh, between in pro in, in between those two countries in pro wrestling or, or the two places in pro wrestling. And, um, and I think that, I mean, there's still a lot of like, uh, you know, there've been a lot of talent exchanges, whatever, over the years. I don't know. Re- I don't actually know the answer to this. I feel like I should, but they clearly just said they saw EO Sky coming to the ring, and they're just like, "That's our girl," you know. <laughs> and mm-hmm. that was the night. There's a lot of it, it was it it was pretty it was pretty great. Um, and like I, mean, I said, looking, whatever I'm happens, up, uh, I'm looking up EO's uh, wrestling Wikipedia at the moment, just seeing like, all right, did she do? I mean, I mean, it's not Puerto Rico, but I mean, like, she spent a, a, a a good amount of time wrestling in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Spent a good amount of time uh, at Stardom, which you know. But I mean, yeah, I mean, she's she's been a staple 
and wrestling outside of WWE for a number of No, I know. She's years, a big star. So. I mean, obviously, yeah. just abs- one of the absolute best. Um, all right. Mm-hmm. I got to get out of here soon, guys. So let's just start, let's just start spinning forward. Let's um, do it. Let's looks go. like we got some dissension in the ranks there in damage control. Do you think you think that's going to be uh, like A block stuff come SmackDown? You think this is going to be are we are, are we immediately going into Bailey's or, or Dakota Kai and Eos Sky think realize they're being held back by Bailey or do you think we're going to slow burn this? Um, might seem like a, a little bit of a slow burn. I mean, uh, if you notice in the back of Bailey's head, she had Eos name. Uh, etched in her in her shape up and her taper, mm-hmm. I, I guess. So uh, she, um, you know, she, she it, it looks like she still very much supported her. Uh, but I think with the draft and just with the whole shuffling of all of these tag teams, I think they just brought up maybe what two is it two or three NXT women's mm-hmm. tag teams right now. Mm-hmm. So you know, even if you even if you don't split up damage control, you still have a whole new set of of toys to play with and people to interact with to mm-hmm. sort of continue to play that story. So I don't think you need to just go on SmackDown and be like, ah, we're question up. question for you. You saw those, the the LWO crew all got like matching tattoos this weekend. Did you see that on that social? Yeah, I saw that. If yeah, you're yeah. Bailey, I'm not saying none of this is based in reality. If you let's just say you're Bailey and you really want damage control to stay together forever. And the creative is like, we're going to split you up. Do you think it would help if Bailey went out and got a full back damage control tattoo? <laughs> Do you think that that would change? Well, listen, I know Ruby, uh, uh, Ruby Ryan? Soho, yeah. um, Liv Morgan and Sarah Logan all got, uh, Riot Squad tattoos of like the date that they all debuted together. Mm-hmm. And I don't think, you know, there's only that one person help, that's not a full, I'm saying, can you go with the, cause does the full back make a difference? I'll split up the LW uh, the full back, That's a lot. That's a lot of skin. That's, that's so very, we- uh. That's very M- MS-13 to get the whole bag. <laughs> Rolling forward, uh, Rollins, Omos. We were, we were all we all picked Omos. We were all surprised with the big Rollins win to some extent, and we couldn't really pick who was going to be a winner. Rollins is going to roll into the championship tournament. Um, it seems like he's going to um, obviously have a big a big role there. What do you think is next for big Omos? Um, man, I, I, again, another great showing for him mm-hmm. against an a, a all-time great. But... Uh, Eventually, they got to get him one of these wins, or he's got to do something significant to matter. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, no, I, I still, think that's why we all thought he was going to win because we it was yeah. easy. It was it was hard to see what the path forward was. Otherwise, it'll 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 be. Cool. I mean, it seemed like the MVP's, biggest guy that could take a loss too. Yeah, well, MVP's um, you know, still got a lot of managerial gas left in the tank. So I hope they let him stretch his legs a little bit, spread his wings, whatever the word is. Uh, <laughs> I see title match, or sorry, the U.S. title match. I keep getting that wrong. Um, br- uh. You know, Breed Bronson Reed took the pin as we predicted. Austin Theory retained. Lashley was right there, about to break up the pin when it when it when they hit the three count. I think it's safe to say that Lashley and Theory will continue this feud over on SmackDown, and Bronson Reed will figure out some somebody to finally hit that moonsault on on Raw. Um, oh God! Uh, Damian Priest also in the title tournament, which I guess simplifies things. Um, uh, Rhea Ripley. I'm sure on to bigger and better things. Uh, is the is the blood does the bloodline beating Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, and uh, and Riddle? Just are we obviously they're all on different shows now. Is this the last we're going to see of a crossover between Sami Zayn and the bloodline for a while? I I, I think that'd be the smart thing to do. Um, I think uh, the, the promo that happened before 
the match was very ominous when Matt Riddle was kind of like talking Kevin and Sammy's ear off and he was like, yo, am I saying too much or whatever? And Sammy just looks at Kevin and looks at middle Riddle and was like, no, it's just that we have nothing else to say. And then they just went to the ring. Mm-hmm. So that kind of, to me, it kind of seemed like, all right, like win or lose, this looks like for the most part, they're probably going to wrap this up. And storyline-wise, it makes the most sense because at the end of the day, Jay or Jimmy didn't get the job done. It was Solo who got the job done. And I think that's the story that they're really starting to tell. What was Solo's mission before the tag team title mm-hmm. match? What was Roman calling to talk to him about? And the fact that they were drafted together, but separately, the Usos on one side and Roman and Solo and Heyman on the other. Yep. I think eventually, you know, maybe not at Night of Champions, but maybe Money in the Bank or one of these matches. Like, I think eventually we're going to get a bloodline tag team match between, you know, Solo, Roman, yeah. and the Usos. Oh, that'd uh, be fun. And, you know, that gives you that gives you a Roman date and that gives you a date that he doesn't have to defend the, the Undisputed World Championship. So, I think that kind of kicks the can down a couple more months until you get to a big four, or big five. And you got to get a challenger ready for Roman to make sure that that, that title stays uh, relevant as the World Heavyweight Championship tournament wraps up. If you go to WWE.com right now, the top headline is Cody Rhodes conquers the beast at Backlash. I'm not quite sure if conquer is the word that I would use. <laughs> um Anyway, tonight on Raw, I think the the, the title I mean, he tournament. Did kick, he did kind of kick his ass a little bit, though. Oh like, no, there was I a lot mean, of ass he, kicking involved. You're right. No, yeah. I mean it was it was a great. I, I had a lot of fun. That's another. This is another instance where Cody Rhodes looks. He just fits. He just fits yeah. in WWE. He fits in this main event picture. It's so it's kind of ridiculous. It's like when you're watching a when you're watching Bad Bunny and you're just like, God, I can't believe how much this guy just is a wrestler. You know, and the, right. when you're watching the match, Cody's like, I can't believe how much this guy is just a WWE main eventer. That's just what... Like, Bad Bunny is a is a, is a, is a I, legendary WWE luchador who just happens to, like, do music yeah. and shit sometimes. <laughs> and Cody's just, just kind of born for this thing that he's doing now. I was watching the WWE highlight, their, their YouTube... I was watching all the YouTube videos and the highlight they said highlights of the... Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar match, the entrances were like literally over half of the video. It was just <laughs> Cody's long entrance and then a couple of things from the ring. I got to get out of here, guys. Thank you so much for doing this. The Raw, the championship tournament starts tonight on Raw. Cody Rhodes, Damian Priest, Finn, Seth, Shinsuke, The Miz. Uh, SmackDown's got its own crew. This is going to be a lot of fun. Thank you for listening. Dave, one last question, one last yeah. question. Give me a dark horse for the World Heavyweight Championship. Not named Seth or Cody. From the title? I mean, from the they already announced everybody that's in it. No, I'm saying uh, give me a dark horse out of those people not named Seth or Cody. Um, uh, I'm trying to think. Well, Finn, I think you can kind of fantasy book there easily enough. Um, I think Finn's my dark horse too. I could see a world in which uh, Theory like lost the U.S. title and won and came back over just to do something real nefarious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it's going to be Edge... Don't think it's going to be AJ because he's got to bring. Then he would have to figure out a way to bring his two guys with him. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's. I think it's Finn. I think Finn's my dark horse too. I think Judgment Day's kind of been on a roll, and if it's not Seth or Cody, like, can I, I make one? Finn, I gotta go. I, I gotta make one complaint. Too many different T-shirts in Judgment Day. They start, they're starting. To, <laughs> they're starting to look like late stage NWO, where everybody's got their gimmicks. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> good call on that. Good call on that. They need to. They need to kind of streamline that whole thing. They need. They need one logo, and it's got to be blood. You can sell the shirts. Fans can wear yeah. the shirts, but don't get out there putting yourself over. You're a fighter. You're not a the the, the spokesmodel. Anyway, on, I gotta get out of here. Thank you guys so much for doing this. Uh, you know Gaz's plugs. We're gonna skip them. Thank you, Brian. <laughs> Thank you, Kaz. 
you, you know where to find us ringer wrestling show we're there all the time um uh, uh apologies always to john moxley we'll see you back here on thursday <laughs> peace <laughs>